The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. It doesn't matter who you are. What's really matter is what you want to do with your life. Amanda Heba! Good work, repeated work by Neil Magny, and there it is. Man, I'm doing the right things and I'm going the right direction. So in matter of time, I'm going to world champion. Neil Magny! Please tell me that's on video. I've never been happier. I'm made for a fucking podcast. That's dangerous. I should have made for Adam. Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Matt and I uh, very shortly are going to be joined by Neil Magny, who is uh, going to be jumping in with us in just a couple of minutes. And we also have Amanda Hibas on the show today. Um, Neil's fighting uh, a guy I love, uh, uh, Jeff Neal. This is going to be a very, very interesting matchup, uh, which is uh, this Saturday, fight night, uh, Rodriguez Waterson. It's at the Apex in, uh, in Vegas. And, um, and Jeff's last, uh, yes, sir. Jimmy, I'm sorry to interrupt That's you. That's okay. But he's fighting Jeff Neal. Yes, Jeff, yes. Jeff Neal's a powerhouse. Yeah. He last, he lost to Neal, uh, to, to, to Stephen Thompson. To Wonderboy. Uh, yes, so I mean, there's no shame in that. He, no. he uh, but my 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 question is, did you ever see Jeff spelled like that, or is it just me? Yeah, it's actually. Uh, I know a Booker. He works for um, Live Nation. His name is Jeff Wills, and he spells it like that. G e o f f. He's the head of Live Nation comedy. Oh, o f f. I think it's German. I, I want to say it's German. Um, I don't know why I brought that up. No, it's a fair question. It's not when I see Jeff, I go, where's Jeff? Where? Oh, the G's pronounced like this and that. I got you. Yeah. Hey, man, that was just should be just cut out of the whole show. Not at all. No, it shouldn't. No. What is it? I don't, I don't know. You, you look like an apparition. Like you don't look like a you're making me self-conscious. No, don't. It looks good. I don't think you tell me. I, Neil Magny looks good. Hi, Neil. Neil looks great. How you doing, man? <laughs> good. How are you guys? Good. We're trying to figure out why Matt's camera. Matt looks almost like a ghost. Like I, we don't know what it is. The light is hitting him in a weird way. Like he's been superimposed on this background. We we don't know why it's happening. <laughs> I'm not a great tech guy, Neil. I'm right there with you, man. Constantly having to ask my wife, "Hey, how do I get the thing set up?" And I'm not even that old. Yeah. Are you bad at that stuff too? I, I mean, I'm I'm awful at it. But uh, do you have no technical ability? Not at all. Like I'm super good with like mechanical things and put things together. But as far as like technical, that's over my head. <laughs> Wait, but you have mecha- I, I admire that even more. Like, so what are you good at putting together? Like, because I'm fascinated by guys that have this. Ab- it's ability you're, you're born with or you're not. Can you do cars <laughs> or like furniture or what? What can you put together? Um, literally, I can build a whole house at this point. I mean, I, I pretty much do uh, uh, a lot of construction things on my own. Uh, I can pretty much put an engine in a car at this point. I, I, I can do damn near anything with my hands, but when it comes to tech, that's just above me. <laughs> wow. Now, I everything you mentioned, I cannot do. No. I can't even build <laughs> a playhouse for my kid. Uh, my wife, <laughs> forget a real house. You have one of these little doll houses. I go, ah, I don't want these instructions. Uh, my wife looks at it. I am such, I'm not a handyman. No. You know? <laughs> Dude, this is hilarious. Do you have like a, like, Fake background, you do look like you're super impulsive. 
And now I'm going to be so self-conscious because not only Jimmy, but now Neil Magny's goofing on me. This is not good for my self-confidence and not good for me with my Zoom. I told him, he looks like when Patrick Swayze was in Ghost, the way he looked in that whole movie, the kind of like, like he was there, but he wasn't there. And that's, and that's how it looks. Early 90s. You complete me. Remember that, Jimmy? You complete me. This is, 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 is fucking Brokeback Mountain. That's first of all, I never seen it. So I don't know. That's not Ghost. Your favorite movie. You complete me is Ghost. No, it's Jerry Maguire. Oh, oh, wait, wait. What is Brokeback Mountain? Oh, that was, ouch. Okay. Different. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit, Jimmy. No, dude, you know why I mixed that up, Matt? Do you know why I mixed that up? Because Heath Ledger does that line, you complete me in um, Dark Knight. As the Joker, he, he says that joke. You know what he does do that. And I thought that was a Brokeback Mountain reference that he was kind of winking to the camera. You know, I never, I never seen it. You know, I saw, showed only the good parts you told me to watch, but I didn't see. I don't know the story. Okay, about Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> All right, maybe I'm incorrect. You know, uh, yeah, I don't. Know. All right, back to All the right. business. Okay, so yeah, so Neil, you're good at putting <laughs> that. That's such a, like if you have something in your house that needs to be done, like uh, like you know whatever. Say you wanted to swap out your bay window or your roof needed work, you'd be willing to do that yourself. Like you'd be okay and, and know how to do that. Yeah, hell yeah, hop up there and get it done. I mean, the uh, the hard part is like that honey do list just continues to grow. I me mean, at this point, like I'll get back from a fight and I'm like, oh hell yeah, it's time to relax and enjoy some time, take a vacation. And my wife's like, oh, well, you're not in camp now. So uh, now I need the kitchen redone. Now I need the toilet replaced. Now I need my uh, car oil changed. Like all these things that she wants done. I was like, damn, I should have stayed in fight camp. <laughs> you know what I think? I, mean, I feel, Neil, that I feel even if there's nothing to do, I think that you're the type of guy to have a – it's hard for you to have a lazy Sunday. 100%. <laughs> you're going to maybe lay down and be like, ah, I'm going to go fucking mow somebody else's lawn or something. You want to just – you got to keep busy. Is that right? That's exactly how I am, dude. I just can't sit still for long. I mean, like, as a kid, it was a hard thing because I couldn't sit still in the classroom. But as an adult, it's amazing. It's constantly getting things done. <laughs> Is that how you got training? I mean, I'm sorry, Jimmy. Do no, you, no. Do your, your parents want you to, to – like, you know, because a lot of – I see it in my own jiu-jitsu schools. They're like, yo – how long is a class? Hour and a half, two hours? Like, hey, calm down. No, they want the kids to, they, sometimes these kids with energy, they don't want them to work out or <laughs> do something. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's literally how it started. Like, I can remember, like, being in uh, New York as a kid. Uh, it's funny because about three, four months ago, I went back to Brooklyn. I was talking to some old neighbors and stuff. And they're like, man, dude, you just never sat still as a kid. Like, every time I looked up, you were running around going somewhere, whether it's a corner store or uh, people. You're just constantly running up and down the block. It's all over the place. Um, and like by the time I got older and started doing sports, I was just like naturally gifted to being a producer of things. Like I remember um, being in gym class, we we're just like testing to see how fast you can run a mile. And I, I was running a mile in like six minutes or less, and I've never actually trained to do it. You had like a natural ability. Yeah, just from being so active, being all over yeah. the place. Like so, when I started playing the sports, it was great. That's like that's maybe the key to your cardio. And that ship is sailed for these other guys coming up, being like, oh, what can I do to be like Neil Magny? Yep. You got to be running around since birth, asshole. Yeah. It's not gonna be right. <laughs> <laughs> it's Neil's, it's, it's, so you could do his uh, cardio success. Wait, what? Well, yeah. What part of Brooklyn? I mean, what, what part of Brooklyn? Oh, so I was in Bushwick. That was the last neighborhood I lived in before I moved to uh, Chicago. Um, now, were they, was, that a, was that a neighborhood you fought in a lot? Was it a quiet neighborhood or what was it like? And what was Chicago like when you moved there? Um, Brooklyn was pretty rough, not gonna lie. I mean, uh, uh, like, especially some neighbors, I mean, I lived all over Flatbush, we moved to Bushwick, like, it was pretty enough, like, in the uh, uh, late 90s, early 2000s, and when I moved to Chicago, I moved to, like, the suburbs of Chicago, um, so, like, that was a night and day difference for me, I mean, so we had, like, ride an actual yellow school bus as opposed to an actual, like, city bus, right. that kind of thing, it was, like, a, a night and day shift, I was like, man, what the heck, like, it's so quiet here, it's so, like, peaceful it was going on so here. did it when, when you're in a school like that or, or like in a neighborhood that's a little rough when you go to a quieter neighborhood do you appreciate that or do you have like a shorter fuse uh for for people no you're just bored out of your mind you're just constantly looking for things to do so like uh like moving from a big city like new york to moving to the suburbs like you're not seeing people out and about just walking around you might see a neighbor walking dog here and there um but for the most part you're just not seeing anyone out and about so you're like i was the kid just like constantly roaming uh finding things to get into like i'd be gone for three four hours at a time and i'm like where were you all day 
like, I don't know, I just went out and tried to explore certain things. Just, just ended up all over the place, riding my bike, just uh, walking all around the neighborhood, just getting lost everywhere. Well, you know, like people from New York, you, you, it's hard to keep our attention anywhere. Like, you know, uh, because it's not arrogant. People think, well, New Yorkers are arrogant, but it's not arrogant. It's just simply that you're used to visual stimulation all the time. You know, when you're in the city, you walk out your front door and you might see a guy shitting in the street. Like, it's really hard to match yes. that, <laughs> that level of visual, uh, you know, uh, awareness anywhere else. You're right. The suburbs are kind of, of dull. I, I moved in the city from the suburbs. And I, I love it. I never want to leave. Yeah, that's yeah, a night of difference for sure. Neil, let me ask you something. This fight with Jeff Neal, because I know you're supposed to fight Kamzada. Fucking, it feels like five times or something. Yeah. It's not that some fights aren't meant to be. That's like the Habib versus fucking Tony. Ferguson, yeah. Uh, what did I just say? No, you were yeah, over Tony. Yeah. I said it right. Okay. So how did this come about with Jeff Neal? They just say, because Yo, you're always a guy that seems like just jumping up and who wants to fight this badass. I'll do it. Me, Neil Magny. How did, <laughs> how did it come about? I'm just literally how it came about. I was just kind of sitting there and I was just like, man, I'm ready to fight again. And I just kind of reached out to the UFC and I was like, hey, um, I'm feeling good. Everything's going well. Um, I'm ready to get back in there and give him a time frame. And like within a day or two, I was like, hey, how about this guy? How about that guy? I was like, cool, let's go ahead and do that fight. Um, and just lined up perfect. I mean, Jeff Neal and I were scared to fight one another um, last August, and he unfortunately got sick and had to pull out of the fight. Um, so being a rescheduler for uh, this weekend, I was super excited to take that fight. I, I want to ask you about, I don't want to touch base on it, not to stay too long on it, because I don't like to be talking about negative shit. But your last <laughs> fight with Michael Chiesa. Now, being that a guy that was in there, now I might be way off, and I want to ask you, I've had fights where I just felt, like not awful, but like man, there's just a, my time is a little off. Like a little, like a bad day of sparring. Like my my last fight, Chris Lytle. I'm like, this is, I'm just, I'm not doing bad. I'm he's just doing better. I'm just doing fucking. I'm getting hit, and I'm, I'm just like it's a little awkward, and it just felt like a flat day of sparring in my last fight ever. You know, but what what was it like when you're because that it, you? I'm not saying you looked a little flat. Maybe he was just so on. How what what's what went on with that fight? Um, it was frustrating. Looking back at that fight, I was like, literally, I was like in my own head. I mean, like, uh, I would literally watch, like, I watched that fight over my coaches and like, uh, looking at him, just like, dude, just step away and strike with the guy. Like I'm constantly engaging him in the grappling and I'm losing the grappling, but yet Messi, I was like, Oh, go back into grappling, try to win there again. Rather than just like stepping back and fighting a different type of fight. I just like get in my own head, get on my own way, so to speak. And I was just like going out there and just like, like be spiteful. Like, Oh, you're going to take me down. Watch this. I'm going to take you down now. And then I get taken down again. And then, like, and like in the time, like, like after watching a fight, I'm like, oh, it's a simple switch. Just step back and punch him instead, dumbass. But no, instead, I kept going in there trying to grapple with the guy who was obviously beating me in the grappling department. Um, but, like, I don't know. I mean, I, maybe it was just, a, like I said, an off night. Maybe it was that Kiesa just prepared that well for the fight or whatever else may be. But um, I definitely wasn't pleased with the outcome of that fight or the performance, especially with the way I looked in that fight. It might have been one of the problems because you've out-grappled good grapplers, really good grapplers. It, you know what I mean? So it, that's one of the problems when you're really that well-rounded, I think, Neil. You're just like, all right, man, I, can, I think I can match him everywhere. And then when you get into that one area, you're like, mm, he feels he's hitting me with some different stuff. Let me still stay in there when maybe it's like, all right, look, I got other shit in the fucking the wheelhouse. First time I ever said wheelhouse, by the way. Is that That's correct? That's a great word. I, yeah. more. I should be more confident in my fucking vocabulary, vocabulary, because that's <laughs> anyway. But it's seriously, <laughs> I'm so unprofessional. But Neil, Neil could have just fucking said, you know what? I'm a good grappler. I don't got to prove this to fucking Michael Chiesa, who's getting one on Kimuras. Let me fucking go back to my boxing. Yeah, yeah, I just, I just couldn't do it. Like, for some reason, I just like just had a mental block. We're just like, no, going there and grabbing him. So it's funny because Randy Brown called me out on it. I was uh, training in Philadelphia a few months ago, and he came up and trained with us uh, while we were out there. And he was like, bro, I got to ask you one question. Why the hell did you choose to keep going in the clinch with Kiesa? And I was like, bro, that's a million dollar question. Like, I, I, I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you why I kept getting my ass kicked in the clinch. I still was like, oh, let me go back in there again and try it this way. And, and like, it, it like honestly, I just I, I could not answer that question. I was like, oh, maybe just a brain fart at the moment. Like it just yeah. it, it made no sense to fight that way, but it, it sucked to lose that way. How great did Randy Brown look against Oliveira? Too. It is funny when you think you know how a fight's going to go. Like sometimes, you know, I, I want to say Us like uh, Usman Covington, the first. Yeah, you know, we think it's going to be nothing but grappling, and I think they just did nothing but trade punches the whole fight. Sometimes you think you know the way it's going to go, and it's 
it has nothing to do with what everybody expected. Yeah, man. That's the exciting thing about it. I mean, like, uh, and I, I don't know, that's the kind of the thing that kind of got to me in the, in the Kiesa fight. I was just like, like, all right, maybe everyone's expecting me to just like, just throw a jab, run around the cage. And like, I really want to show like, no, I go out there and I can grab with the best grabbers in the world. I really want to like prove that or whatever. So I was just so stuck in my own way. It's like, no, I have to like, uh, I'll grab with this guy. And like, the more I was losing the grappling, the more I want to go back to like, try to win the grappling exchange. No, I'm just saying shit like that does just raise your fight IQ. The way you keep, see, like, you already know you're like, what? It's one of those hard lessons learned. It's like, what the fuck? Lace is out. But uh, it looks like you learned your lesson. That's good. That's good. Oh, 100%. And what was it that, because uh, you're not a guy that goes back and forth and has a lot of negativity on, on social media. What did um, Shemayev say? Because I read your response, but I don't remember what he said that really pissed you off after that fight. Oh, it just pissed me off at the, the moment that he chose to respond. I mean, there was plenty of opportunities for he and I to fight, and uh, the fight hadn't come through because of him. Um, and he chose to um, ignore the call-outs. He chose to go on the, uh, social media, go on interviews, and just be like, oh, no one's willing to fight me. I can't get an opponent. I can't do this. I can't do that. Um, and most guys in the top 15, top 10 were just like, yeah, you don't deserve to fight any of this yet. You have three fights in UFC. You haven't earned your spot to fight a top 15 guy. And I was like, oh, you know what? whatever, I have nothing to lose. Let's give this guy a shot. I mean, either um, I go out there and I whoop his ass and it shows that he wasn't ready to fight a top 10 opponent or he shocks the world. And he's like, damn, this dude's actually ready to fight a top 10 opponent. But either way, I was willing to go out there and see uh, what he was made of, give him that opportunity to actually um, step up and see if he can handle uh, guys in the top 10, top 15. Um, so I stepped up from day one. But yeah, sure, I'll fight this guy. I want to see what the, the big deal is. And for one reason after the other, he just kept uh, avoiding the fight. He just kept like saying, oh, no one will fight me. No one will fight me. And the entire time, just like, hey, right here, bro, me. I'll fight you tomorrow, tonight. Like, whatever you want, bro. Like, just, just send the time and location. I'll be there. Um, and, then, and then he just kept uh, avoiding it. He never responded to any of the call-outs. Just kept saying, like, oh, no one wants to fight me. Uh, I'm the scariest guy in the division, all this other stuff. And then when I lost to Kiesa, and I was kind of in a like a, a down spot or a dark spot, so to speak, just kind of like uh, – that's when he chose to respond. He chose to kick a man while he was down, and that just didn't sit well with me. I was just like, you had all this time to uh, respond to call-outs and, and then do all this other stuff, but you chose not to. And now that you see me, uh, quote-unquote, down is when you want to uh, jump in and shine in and say that you'll, you'll fight me and all this other stuff. Like, I, I just didn't appreciate that. And I didn't respect that at all, and that's why I felt the need to, to call him out on it right away. And you raised a good point that you fought, sorry, Matt, you, that you fought like did nothing fight at the top uh, of the division for a, a long time. And I'm looking at, you know, I mean, uh, Dos Anjos, uh, Condit, Ponzinibbio, uh, Robbie Lawler, Chiesa, like you've done nothing but fight uh, dangerous guys for a long time. So, yeah, I can see where that's annoying, uh, somebody criticizing a, a tough loss like that. Yeah, I mean, just the timing of it. I had been three weeks later when I was already over loss. I already had time to process it. It had been one thing, but like, I'm literally on the flight home and uh, these guys kick me when I'm down. So, like, oh, no, dude, I'm not letting you get away with that one. Right? It's like, now you're responding. What the fuck? Yeah. Been you out forever, man. Now, the, now I'm down. It's like, oh, good. You see? Now he can't fight me. Oh, man, I'm with you on that. That's some BS. Yeah. Uh, yeah but I'm glad is. you're back in action, man. I always enjoy watching you fight so well rounded. Fucking cardio like Marab. He's got one of those tanks. <laughs> the fucking run out, man. Fucking Marab. Marab is like a fucking Versaclimb of that kid. He just, yeah. Oh, he's like, he did nonstop. Right? Yeah. It's amazing. Fight. But yeah, Neil, man, we're fans, dude. We always love watching you, man. So I'm looking forward to the fight. Yes. And I have one more question for Neil, too. Sorry, one more question for you, Nick. I, I almost forgot to ask you because you trained uh, for this fight with uh, Drew Dober, who I love, and obviously a, a Gaethje and uh, and uh, Usman. And you said it was a little weird to train uh, to train with the champion of, of your division. Had you guys worked out a lot uh, together before? Or was this your first time? No, I mean, so uh, it, it's interesting. So having a champion in my division, like it. It's crazy how it allowed me to grow. Like I, it wasn't even like like the the physical rounds allowed me to grow. It wasn't even the fact that like um like I got to go out there and test myself against one of the best guys in the world. It wasn't even that. Just having him in a room uh, really forced me to like look at like like myself and why I was feeling a certain way. Because the first one Usman uh, came to the team, I'm like. Man, what the hell? What is he doing here? This is this isn't his team. This is our team. This is my team. Right. Like, how dare he come and train with us? So I was kind of like, 
uh, bitter about it at first. And then uh, I have to like take a step back and ask myself, well, why is it them feeling bitter? Why is it that I'm feeling uh, a certain way about this Usman fight or is Usman being in the gym kind of thing? Um, and it wasn't until his little brother moved out there and, and I started spending more time with his little brother um, that I started to like get a better understanding of who Usman was and um, his work ethic and all things he puts into the fight. Fight game, Salam, be successful, he is. And um, it started to change my mindset. So I went from being like, man, what the hell did this guy do to my gym to being in a position like, oh, you know what? Um, I'm fortunate to have one of the best in my division in my gym uh, Monday through Friday. Um, I'm going to put myself in a position to learn something from him. I put myself in a position that he's in right now. And that's how my mind shit, my uh, my mindset kind of shifted while he was in the gym. It started being like, all right, cool. Uh, what is Usman doing today? So if he was doing five rounds, I was making a point to do six rounds. If he was doing extra <laughs> dropping after practice, I was making a point to do extra grappling and more like it was just it was kind of like uh raising the bar as far as like uh composition what i expect out of myself just having him in the room um and i feel like i was able to grow a lot just uh having him there and being present i would even be picking his brain like hey, uh tomorrow man what'd you have for breakfast anything good what'd you have some weed yeah, like so. What do you what do you like? What, what do you weigh in during uh during training camp? What do you like your weight to sit at? Like a week out, what weight are you at? Like, oh, how do you feel if you're this way? How do you feel about like goodness, picking this guy's brain and, and like watching his work ethic and seeing what I can pick up and add to my own game? Or you should have criticized things that actually work. You should have you should have began criticizing him for shit that he does really well. So hopefully he'll change it. So if you ever have to face him, you'll be in his head already. Like telling him like that that's not working that well. But it's one of his best his best. Uh, you know, just fuck with him a little bit, so that way, hopefully, he's not as effective when you fight him. Dude, the man is unlike, <laughs> like, you think like it's crazy because you you see a guy like Usman, like all right, good, he has it figured out. He's a, a great wrestler. He goes out there and he's dominating his wrestling. Um, he's gonna hold the belt for a while just using his wrestling, and then he switches it up, starts working with Trevor Whitman, and he was knocking people out left and right. Now he's like, where, where did this come from? Like, I thought this guy was just a, a one tricks pony, so to speak, and just like had great wrestling, but now he's like knocking guys down the feet. He's TKOing guys. He's taking guys down and finding like submission opportunities. Like he just beating guys up everywhere and, and, and continuing to grow. Whatever advice he gives you, though, seriously, uh, you know, take it with a grain of salt. There, He might be saying, oh, yeah, he might be just worried. He might be too smart. Where, yeah, that's right. Uh, what I eat for breakfast is Twinkies and, and shit. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, okay, I'll eat Twinkies. and sh-. You know what I mean? Just be careful, Neil. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not going to lie. There was a moment where he came to the gym at first where I thought he was fucking with you at this point. He came into the gym and uh, he had a bag of McDonald's. I'm not going to lie. Like a 20 pack, uh, a 20 piece chicken nuggets of McDonald's. I was like, the hell? Like the champ's eating chicken nuggets at the sparring? Like that's, that's, that's his secret weapon or whatever. So like, I at first I was like, I was kind of in that mindset. Like, oh, maybe he's just like putting my leg. He's not about to eat these chicken nuggets. So yeah. I... I might be embarrassed to say this, but I watched him. I waited to see. Did he eat those nuggets? <laughs> Neil, did he eat those nuggets? Did you see those nuggets go in his mouth? Did you see him eat those nuggets go in his mouth? I wasn't leaving the gym until I see what those nuggets, where those nuggets went. I was like, all right, I'm going to watch him and see where this bag goes. Does he throw it away? Does he actually eat them? Where does these nuggets go? No, it'd be funny if it was a nugget thing, but there was like pieces of apple in it. So that's everyone thinks saying. he's eating fucking yeah. chicken nuggets, but he's eating fruit. Out of that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> we got we got Amanda. Wait, Amanda Hibas, yes. Neil, it's always good talking to you, and uh, you know, a, a good luck against Jeff Neil. It's obviously a tough fight for both of you guys. Uh, so we'll talk for to sure. you afterwards, man. It's always a pleasure. Awesome, man. Great here for you guys. Okay, take care, Neil. The longest field goal ever attempted is seventy six yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also seventy six yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. 
Wait, look, it's Amanda. Hi, Amanda. It's because I am without this. Uh, I the mask. Right now. The last time I seen you and your your your, your family and everybody in, in Abu Dhabi. I can just tell Amanda's got the happy eyes, though. You can tell. Ah, frick. <laughs> you can tell. If you go like this, we can still see she has like happy, happy eyes. You know? Oh, thank you. It's nice to listen to this. How are you? Good to see you. Yeah. Thank you. I'm feeling good. Uh, first time I'm fighting here for the UFC in Las Vegas. So it's been amazing. Have you been to Vegas before? Or this is just your first time fighting there or going there at all? Yeah, I was here before in MMA Amateur. I did my world championship here, but not with UFC. I, I, I like exciting. it. Yes, yes, for sure. You're used to Abu Dhabi and being in that bubble. And I don't know, man. Like I love Abu Dhabi, but that's a heck of a fight, you know? Or, or is it from Brazil? How far is that from Brazil, Abu Dhabi? I, I don't know exactly, but I know it's far. It's, yeah, it's, it is far. Yeah. Well, Las Vegas, hey, that's a fighting town. You know, the people here breed, breed a fight. It's it's been great. I, I hope I can walk in the streets after fight. Yeah. Of course, I was looking. I was looking at restaurants. Oh, my goodness. There is a lot. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, they have such steakhouses there and everything. Yeah. It's got to be hard cutting weight in Vegas. Like, you know, there's so many things that you'd want to do or so many places to go. It's got to be hard to stay in and quarantine or do whatever you have to do once you get to Vegas. Uh, I, don't, I don't think so because here, look at the room. There is kitchen and oh. the UFC bring to us a nice food, healthy food, and they have room training. So for the fight week, it's perfect. Perfect. Uh, you seem you seem very channeled in. You seem focused, you know. Now you're coming up your first loss ever your first loss ever in the UFC. Yeah. But you did have a loss before out of the UFC and obviously bounced back, right? Yeah. You've been there before. Yeah, yeah. Like at, after my, my loss in Abu Dhabi, I was like, okay, you enjoyed the island because I'm here, you know, I will be crying in the room. But when I come home. I saw my mom. I start. I cried so hard. <laughs> no, I really cried. And she said, "Hey, Amanda, head up. You were fighting since you were a baby, so you are adapted to win and lose. So come on, girl. Oh, stop to crying. Be a woman." And then, and me, yeah. My mom. My mom is not a fighter, but when she talked to me about the fight, I think she, she. She gun in my heart. I don't know if you can say this. Like she know how to say. She knows. She knows her daughter. Yeah. And she's yeah. And you started. We talked about this before, but for the people first listening, and uh-huh. they want we want people to get to know you. You, your father got you and your your sister involved very young, correct? Yes, yes, yes. My sister, she was with me in Abu Dhabi. She helped me. She helped me in the training, and this time here in Las Vegas. I did all my camp in my city in Virginia because the COVID, we didn't fly to Florida, but Pahumpa, she, he always was with us in fight time. But my dad did all my camp, my striking camp, my no-gi camp, and was amazing and hard. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Your father, he's a former uh, jiu-jitsu man. He trained jiu-jitsu. He, he yes, fight. but he's better in Muay Thai. Oh, he's better in Muay Thai. No, wow. Actually, he's better in psychology because my dad is crazy. <laughs> he's <better laughs> than, really, he doesn't stop all the time. And me, dad, did you drink some energy or something supplement? Because you don't stop. Oh, my goodness. You seem to have that, though. You seem to have that same quality, that same ah, energy. Thank you. That is like, it's nice. This I like. When you're sad, like from the loss, like you're really upset. How long do you stay upset for? Like, do you go into a deep dive or are you able to pull out of it pretty quick? Until my mom said to me, hey, I'm on the head up. Come on. She did like that face. Hey, girl. Like, and me. And me, okay, let's go. (laughs) What do you think of Angela Hill? Because Angela Hill, I'm looking here and I was shocked that it's saying that she's 
Oh, no, she did beat Ashley Yoda. That's right. But one of those other ones I felt was very close. I think the uh, Claudia Gadala fight was the wrong decision, to be honest with you. I thought she beat Claudia. But I might be wrong. I'd have to see it again. Split decision losses, yeah. Yeah, that's rough. That's rough. But she's a very high-quality opponent. I mean, shoot. For sure, for sure. Angela, she is active inside the cage and outside the cage, too, because... If UFC needs somebody, I don't. I think she don't care if we'll be in the high weight or in the less weight. She she's ready. So I I this fight with her, I need to be ready. I need to be active all the time. That was the mistake I did in last fight because I was winning. I was winning the fight, and then I, for some mistake, I stopped to be. Active and the push that she throw the punch. So in this time, I will be always with the same energy, active, active, because Angela Hughes, she's really active. And how did you, did, did it change your mindset at all? Um, you know, you're coming off the loss and you're, you're getting ready for Angela Hill. Did, did it change the way you approach anything at all? Or are you doing everything exactly how you did uh, before? Yes, I changed my, my energy. I think with her, I can't stop because she put a lot of pressure on a lot of, uh, she throw a lot of punches and kickies. And I saw she's training judo too. So I need to be prepared for that too. Because <laughs> yeah. yeah, the people just saying, oh, Angela Hill, she kicks. But imagine if I go to, to the kicks and punch with her and then she go to my leg. So I need to be careful with this too. And, <laughs> yeah. and then you don't know, you don't know what she's going to do. Yeah, but I know she will throw a lot of punches and kicks and blah, 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 because she don't like this. She does like this. That's true. And what did you think of uh, what did you think of Rose uh, taking the belt from uh, Wiley Jean? I mean, that was I was happy she won and I did think she was going to win, but I thought it was going to be in one of the later rounds. I certainly didn't see it coming in a first round head kick. You know, I ah uh, for me, Rose is so cute. You know, <laughs> I, I don't have nothing against the the Chinese, but I, for me, I was happy that Rose won won the fight because oh, I don't know, I don't know how to explain. I like her style; she's really strong, technical, and maybe for me, if I go to the belt, look this. I am ambitious. I'm talking to go to the belt. <laughs> I will be better with her because I think she is more skinny. Yeah, uh, skinny the the weight. Maybe. Yes. Yeah. I wonder what it is too. We had Rose on. I think it was last week, right, Matt? And we what, people really love Rose. Like even it's funny. Even other fight. What do you think it is about her that makes people uh, just gravitate towards her and and have such affection for her? I think she's true. She doesn't try to fake something because we see a lot of fighters trying to ooh, fake trash, trash talk or fake, I don't know, some personality that the person doesn't have. And Rose, she she's her. She's humble. And I like this. I think it is this. Amanda, let me ask you now something. Let's get enough of this MMA stuff for one second. I want to ask you, a, a book you're reading, a series you're watching, the last movie you've seen. Give me something that's unrelated to MMA. Okay. Uh, I was watching now, right now, here in the room, uh, a show of TV about food. <laughs> oh, snap. Really? You can't do that when you're cutting weight. Yes. I <laughs> that's torture. That's torture. I don't know why. You need to see my phone. I have a list with all the things I want to eat after my fight. Oh my goodness. There is a lot. Now, your favorite food, are you more of a, like a foodie or dessert? Like, a, do you like the food or do you like the dessert more? What do you like to? I like, I like to do like this. I eat food and after dessert and then food again. Yes, yes, yes. like yes. this. Yeah. No, I, is, have I mean, are you going to the Brazilian barbecue or you like the, uh, you like some pasta? What is your, your meal that you're looking for the, looking forward to the most? I think after fight, I will eat something fat, really fat because until my fight, I, I don't eat nothing fat, just carbs, but good carbs. But after yes. fight, I think I will go to some <laughs> dessert. Yeah. I am all in my mouth. 
I saw there is, I don't know if I can, I say the name or not. Yeah, sure. sure. There is a TV show. It is Cake Boss. Cake Boss. Cake Boss. Yeah, yeah. Yes. With Carlos. Uh, Carlos. And there is a star here. I saw it in iFood, no, in Uber Eats. And hey, yes, for sure, you take this cannoli. <laughs> that's so great. Yeah, I guess that, that that's something like, I, I think uh, Max Holloway always has a cupcake. Like, I guess people, every fighter has a different thing that they want after a fight, but you kind of put that as like your treat for after you're done. You know what has, uh, my mom, she does a like simple pasta, but she did when I was coming here to travel and I was smelling like, oh my goodness, this pasta. And I said, I said to her, mommy, please do this for me. And she, Amanda, this is simple. You don't need me. Mommy, this smell. Oh, I got so I want this pasta too. It's funny. Pasta. Yeah. It's a problem for me. Yeah. The food. I get round at the food. Jimmy, leave me alone. No, I get hard. round. I get chubby. I'm not in shape like Amanda. You know, you <laughs> she can eat all the pasta she wants. I'm like a little meatball. Anyway. So, uh, and, uh, Cake Boss. That's what that's what we're going to watch, Jimmy. I've never seen it. I know the show. I, I'm I'm familiar with the show, but I've never mm -hmm. actually watched it. Um, but that's what you're going to order. Uh, yes. You're going to order cannoli. For sure. For sure. And I like this show because he's really competitive. And I hmm, look this guy. He said he will do, and he does. And yeah, he's he's nice. Can you cook or can you bake? I clean. <laughs> I clean. Can cook, no, I me neither. I can't do it either. Really well, but no, no, no. It's it's so much. But yeah, but you want to, I want to spend more money because I can't cook. So I want to just ordering food and ordering food. And it's like I it's hard to eat good when you can't cook because restaurants are not going to make it. So what do you do? Will you typically have somebody cook for you who knows how to cook healthy or will you order healthy food? How do you eat healthy if you're not cooking? Here or in my home? It, just in general at home. Home? My mom cooks for me. <laughs> I am a little baby of my mom. <laughs> Thank goodness for your mom. Mary, yeah. We give so much credit to your dad for the training, but yeah. thank goodness for your mama. Thank yes. goodness. Yes, because all the time I just talk about my dad, my dad, but there is mom too. She has blue eyes and it's just see. She's in there. Now, does your dad react the way your mom does if you're crying? If your dad saw you crying, would he react the same way as your mom does? Mm, I think depends. Because I cry a lot. <laughs> you do. When I'm happy, I cry. When I'm sad, I cry. If I'm mad, I cry. But my dad sometimes in the train, I cry too. And so he 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 fake he's not seen when I'm crying. Oh. The train. Yeah, it's like keep going. But when he say his he look and I'm really sad, he no come on, Amanda, let's talk. Who would discipline you and your sister? Like who was you know making sure like. You're doing your homework or getting your, like, make sure you're, who are you more scared of? Because I'll tell you right now, I mean, I got, I got three daughters. They're not scared of me for anything. They, they're not, it's not even funny. They're not even scared of, there's my wife, who's a sweetheart. Holy shit. They don't, forget about the ultimate fighter. They don't, I'm, she could do it. Because I have three daughters. If it was mm -hmm. a son, I could be like, hey, hey, what are you doing? But with that, I'm like, ah. So who, who was the one you were more fearful of? Um, well, I knew it. I knew it. People because when I go to some boy, like boyfriend in my house, everybody, who and your dad, what he's saying? And me, my dad, my dad is peaceful. My mom. Oh, snap. Ooh, man. <laughs> yes. And my mom, she's straight. She doesn't have two words. She's two, two, two. You know, she is. Mm. This is a great fight. Uh, Angela Hill um, on a Saturday night. Good luck, uh, Amanda. We'll talk to you again afterwards. Definitely. And, uh, I Enjoy Have a great this fight. interview. Thank you. All right. All right we'll talk to you soon. Thank yeah, you. And enjoy Bye. your uh, cannoli, whatever you get after. <laughs> yes, for sure. Bye-bye. Right. Take care. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. 
So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. She's so sweet. She's one of the nicest. What a, I mean, I'll tell you right now. So sweet. Yeah. You know what? A, you know what I like? The energy. Yeah. Such a nice, nice energy. And her father, the, I seen them around Fight Island. They're very nice. Yeah. They're in person the same way. You know what I mean? So I love it. Listen, uh, let's just really talk about the fight really quick. Not really quick, but, you know, quick enough. Yeah, sure. And we'll just go over the card. I purposely did not look at the card. Because I like oh. to look at it and go, ooh, and then go, ah, and then go, oh. Ready? Yep. Let's, let's do it together. All right. All right. Where do you want to start? Well, I mean, uh, the last person uh, to beat Amanda was uh, Marina Rodriguez. Obviously, Michelle Waterson. That is ooh. the main event. So, Rodriguez against Michelle Waterson. Uh, uh, Michelle coming off a, uh, a win over Angela Hill, a split decision win. And... Um, Lost to Esparza. And it's funny. Wow. And, and also Esparza uh, beat Marina Rodriguez. See, that was her left. Both of them are coming off a loss to Esparza and then a win. This is this. Now, this is what I'm thinking. Man. Both split decision losses, by the way. How funny is that to uh, Carla Esparza? She, this Marina is looking like a beast. She's looking great. But this is she what really I'm going to say. I'm thinking Michelle Waterson with a combination of a grappling that's looking better and better. I think the grappling's what's going to win for her. I think she's going to strike enough and then get into some of her some of the grappling but listen marine is no slouch with that either but i feel mm, i'm on the fence here why don't you go first motherfucker? i'm taking marine rodriguez third round stoppage <laughs> what did you just say yep Mar- i heard you but i want to hear it again marine rodriguez i think in the third round should get it done okay Okay, well, nobody knows. No, that's what you you can only think. You can only try to predict. And you know what? I'll match you. Whether you say she'll beat her? Wait, Third. Wait. Okay. Okay. I'm not going that route. I'm going to say Michelle Waterson, get a lot of top control. She might not finish her. This girl's wiry and, and crafty. But I'm going to say Michelle Waterson by decision. Give me a reason to. Listen, um... What do we got? Alex Morano against uh, Cerrone. Cowboy is fighting again. <gasps> oh, by the way, man, Diego Sanchez is fucking losing his shit, huh? Well, I, I, it's funny. Yeah, he. We didn't I touch on that Monday. I blocked, him. I blocked him. He was tagging me. He was tagging me in weird shit, like attacking me and Rogan and Dana. But I don't listen. Attacking you? Why? Just I saw I saw something with us and TRT, and I go, okay, I see what he's doing. Like something like making fun of us. I don't know. So I go look. I like Diego. I think, and I'm not, I, I didn't even get mad. I'm like, yo, I'm just going to block him because this is sad. And he's got that little fucking troll with him, that little fucking evil pixie that's fucking going to be in his ear and he's getting him fucked up with all these relationships he had with the UFC. So I think that guy's a little piece of shit, a guy I won't say his name. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if anybody else is close to that guy, fucking get him away from that little twerp. Oh God, that guy makes me sick because they released something. But the guy we're talking about, Diego's uh, coach, Diego Sanchez's coach. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not talking about fucking Winkle John. No, I'm talking about this new fucking little twerp. And they shown him, and, this, and they just released it about him going into that fighter meeting and him saying like, "Let's just cut the bullshit." And you guys are gonna have to talk to me. People are slandering my name. And dude, it was so cringy. You never seen that? No. Well. I'll watch it right after. You listen to me. You can't unsee it. Paul, he's he, he's in a room. It was it happened the same time when I was on Fight Island with right. uh, when that happened with Dean when Dean Thomas. When you were came, having lunch or breakfast, right? I had that inter, yeah, yeah. And the guy came up. To, it happened the same time because I remember talking to to, to to Megan O'Leary and all them, and they're like, "Yo, that's great. You did that with that guy because 
guy's a fucking, you know, then I heard about it. So they just released it when he went into the fighter meeting where basically the fighter interviews where the, the, the commentary talk one-on-one with the fighter and get some notes for coming up. So he was in there and he stopped the whole process and he was, dude, it was something to see. The guy's a moron. That's but uh, he's yeah. very cringy. Paul Feld is like, dude, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. He's like, I didn't sign up for a lecture from you. He, Paul was great, but he was true. The bay, the best was Angela Hill. Cause she was in the room. She was, I think you're trying to make this about yourself. <laughs> she was the best. Yeah. Although look, I, I don't know the dynamics of the relationship between Diego and, and that guy. Like, I don't know yeah. what their interactions are like other than the one time we had Diego on, but he, you know, he's also, he's a grown man and, He's making a decision to hang out. It, it, like it's that guy's fault, but it's not hundred percent that guy's fault because hey, Diego's a grown up and he's saying, Hey, I want this guy in my you know what I mean? Like sometimes when you when you have somebody around you, yeah, it's also the person who's making that choice to have that person around them. Yeah, you gotta know who's a parasite and who's not. You know what I mean? And sometimes, you know, guys don't know any better and the guy gets attacked. You know, these guys that do this, he might have caught Diego doing some handstands and hanging out under a waterfall. And he's like, yo, hey man. You're a little wacky. Listen to me. Yep. But I, I love how you handled that. I, I love how you handle Matt's a no bullshit guy. <laughs> For anyone that doesn't know Matt, sorry, this no bullshit. Yeah. Well, Jimmy, I mean, don't hit the, I mean, you could interrupt my breakfast. You wanted to say hello or something. That's and be nice. And yeah, that could be a little annoying, but I'm, I'm nice. I thought that guy came to my table with Dean Thomas, with Brian, the fucking security guy hanging out. First breakfast in months since qu- might be my first breakfast with friends. Right. Out of quarantine, and I got that twerp coming up to me, asking why I don't know his name. Get the fuck out of him, little twerp. Anyway, yeah. that, but watch that thing, Jimmy. Please watch, I will. because you can't unsee it. And now you got—I saw something now with Diego, like literally crying, asking Dana, "Yo, you, how come you won't meet with me?" It's like Diego, Jesus Christ, man, holy fuck. I have—is that on his Instagram? I oh, mean, I'll oh, check yeah. it out. I don't know. I'm not on his Instagram, but I saw it on one of those YouTube things when they recap, like, oh, him, okay. And it, it was, you know, listen. I don't like to see sad shit. I like to see happy shit. Yeah. I don't, I don't know Sanchez personally, other than just the one time I interviewed him. I think I met him before. So I, I really don't know anything about him personally, other than what I've seen. Yeah. Well, you know, I've seen enough. Let's look. So we, you're going with Marina. I'm going with Michelle. You're going with Donald Cerrone. Now, who are you going with here? I am going with um, shit. Cowboy has had. Four straight losses and not uh, no contest against Nico Price. Yeah, but he was doing well on that one with Nico. I'm I'm saying Cowboy's gonna come through. I'm thinking Alex is a tough kid. He's a young kid, and uh, he's gonna be coming to try to take out a, a a guy who's a you know a legend in the game. And uh, I think Donald's gonna say not up in here. I think Donald's gonna be ready. He's gonna be like, you know what, I'm gonna do this. Then we're going to jump on my bike and fucking do some BMX and shit. Hey, listen, I'm going with Donald Cerrone. Third round stoppage. You know, I, I said it. I said it. What do you think? I say decision. Cowboy decision. Okay. Okay. Neil Magny. Jeff Neal. Now, dude, listen. I know you like Neil Magny. I do, too. Jeff Neal's no. Jeff Neal. I know you're thinking, well, what, what that that somebody named Wonderboy beat him. That's not that. How could somebody? How could it be so tough when a guy named Wonderboy? You know who the fuck Wonderboy is? I do. Yeah, I, I just had that conversation. I just had with myself. But listen, I know who I'm going with, but I don't want you to bite off me. Who are you going with? You know, um, Neil is very, very tough. Um, great hands. I think Neil Magny is going <gasps> to find a way. To keep him pressed up against the cage and grind him into a decision win. I think uh, Neil Magny is going to get a decision. Now, I feel, man, Jeff Neil, man, he's powerful. But I feel, I feel that Neil Magny, he's going to learn from that last fight. And he's going to go, yeah, I'm Neil fucking Magny. I got cardio for days. I'm watching out for the power strikes. And I'm going to use my well-roundedness to get this decision. And I agree with you, Jimmy. Thank you. I believe he will get – you said decision? Yes. I, 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 I'm going that route. I think he's going to get a, a decision, you know. And uh, I'm going to say that's it, Neil Magny by decision. I said it, and I'm sticking to it. I saw a fight on here that really made me go like this. Ooh, and then ah. I said it kind of quietly. I went like this. Ooh, and I went ah. Like that, Jimmy. 
Um, do you know which fight I'm talking about? Ooh, then uh, hold on. Let me let me guess. Look at the rest of this. Besides, of course, Amanda Hebas versus Angela Hill. I'm really looking forward to that. Diego Fajeda against Gillespie or Delima against Maurice Green. Maurice Green's very, very tough. That uh, Gian Vellante fight was really, really impressive. Um, he's an extremely tough guy. I uh, did lose to Greg Hardy, who, by the way, is fighting tied to Ivasa soon, which I'm really looking forward to that fight. Jimmy, you know what's what? funny? What, buddy? Amanda missed my little joke there. What was your joke? Because she said the Angela oh. Hill. Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy. What was the joke? She, well, Jimmy, let me just, Jimmy, I'm not a professional comedian. And I shouldn't be. What? <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy. She said that Angela Hill's been practicing some judo. So I said, what? You don't know what she's going to do. Don't, don't, don't leave the screen. Don't. Listen to me. Look at me for a second. You're a comedian. Just be, be honest. If I saw you doing a shitty arm like you, go, hey, Matt, what do you think? And I go, Jimmy, I can either be honest with you and say, oh, what are you? What are you, Jimmy Gracie? Or am I going to say, Jimmy, that was utter shit. I'm telling you because I'm a ground expert. I would be honest with you. Yeah, now, Jimmy, let's see. you're an expert on a lot of things. So when you hear somebody do a joke, oh, I've been practicing some judo. And I go, I'm going to say it again because I don't know if you heard the, the, the joke. Okay. And I go, and I go, and I go like this after I heard that. I go, wait, hey, what have you been practicing? Oh, that's dangerous because you don't know what you're going to do. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Jimmy put his background as a toilet. <laughs> Jimmy, you really don't like, there's nothing about that joke that you might go, oh, I might write that down for a future reference maybe a joke with an mma crowd i might you can listen hey hey i'm not i'm not stingy with my shit you could use that jimmy you know you don't know what she's gonna do you don't know what she's gonna do well I'm, let's just practice it like, like, hey you know ask me what martial art i do oh you don't have to do it. i say oh, i do judo why that's dangerous why go ahead jimmy okay uh you just try it try it don't I do on it i do judo Oh no! I, th- I want you to do the line, though. Oh. You know, you wouldn't do it. Do the line, maybe. Hey, Jimmy, what do you want me to say? Well, I'm going to tell you. Oh, I do judo, and then you you use my joke, and then see. Maybe, okay. Maybe maybe you could give it to your friend Doug Bell. So you say, go ahead. You you're going to start. So uh, let me ask you. Um, I heard that you do judo. I, that's a very dangerous thing. Is it true? You, judo, huh? Yeah, it's very dangerous um, because the unpredictability uh, is what really um, people are unaware of what's coming next. That's not the same. That's what is it? Oh, oh yeah, I do it. It's very dangerous because hey, you don't know what I'm gonna do. Okay, yeah? is it growing on you like a ringworm? No, I'll try it again. All right, let's do this. Let's do this again. Wow. So what? I, I, what martial art do you do? I heard you do judo. I do ninjutsu because I <laughs> vanish. <laughs> oh, fuck. All right, let's get back to the shit. Oh, shit, man. Give me a second. Oh, fuck. You're funny, Jimmy. Listen to me. Listen to me. Oh, my ninja. All right, listen. We got, what did we just say? Morris. Maurice Green. Maurice Green against uh, uh, Rogerio de Lima. Yeah. Okay. Let me see the UFC. Ooh. Wow. Well, I'll tell you right now, they're both almost batting 500 in the UFC. So they know what it's like to win and they know what it's like to lose. Tough hey, fucking fight, man. Yeah. This is a tough fight, a very tough fight. But uh, I'm going to take, uh, I'm going to take uh, de Lima, second round uh, TKO. I'm going to go with, wait, who are you going with? De Lima? Yep. Second round TKO. I, you know what? Oh, no. <laughs> I'm going to go. You know what? Fuck that. I'm taking Morris Green. Okay. Not up in here. No good. He won't have it. Okay. So I'm going Morris Green, and I'm going to say Morris Green's going to get a third round TKO. TKO. He will get it done. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Gregor Gillespie, we usually only do three. Should we do all five fights? I want to do, uh, listen to me. We got to make up because one time we didn't do it. Everybody's like, hey, where's the picks? Where's the picks? Where's the picks? Mm. Diego Fajeda. 
Sorry, oh, sorry, Matt. He's coming off a loss to Dariush. I did. Uh, he beat Pettis uh, and Gregor Gillespie was coming off that loss from uh, Kevin Lee. That first round uh, loss, like two and a half minutes in. Yeah, he's just coming back now because they literally had to find his head and reattach it. No, I'm only kidding. You fucking Jimmy. Listen, uh, I know where I'm going with this. It's a, it's a might be you might not be thinking what I'm thinking. Do you want to go first? Because I'll keep people in suspense, or else I'll just go right away. Yeah, go on now. All righty. So this is the deal. The deal. Fucking before his loss, Gregor Gillespie, before his loss to Kevin Lee, he was looking pretty unstoppable. People were talking about a contender here. You know what I mean? Uh, and then he got kicked and, and ended everything. His jujitsu is phenomenal. Now, having said that, Diego Ferreira is that, I mean, he lost to uh, Benil Darius. Yeah. Benil has been looking phenomenal lately. And that was a close fight. You know what I mean? So I've seen, I you know, not to mention he has a win over Anthony Pettis. He's got some tough wins and for some very tough guys. So I'm going to say the experience by this kid is what's going to, uh, is what's going to come through for Diego Ferreira. And I believe, uh, because we're going to see his jujitsu too, because Greg is going to be looking to really put him down and Diego's crafty over his back. But listen, he just got done fighting with Benil Darush, who has a very well-rounded game, including a very, a sick round game. So, I feel, let's say, Diego third round submission. All right. I'm going to take Gillespie. He's back, real naked choke. I think Gillespie is going to, uh, after that last loss, I think he's going to come back very strong. And I'm going to say Gillespie uh, second round submission. Well, let's say it's Benil about it. Benil don't like it. Rock the cat's ball. Rock the cat's You know how sometimes you don't like it. You know how sometimes sound cuts out? Yeah, Jimmy. Unfortunately, that didn't happen. <laughs> we got one more fight. Wait, did you you pick my wait? So you're picking Gillespie by the decision? Se no, no, second round submission. Oh. Submission. Yeah. Jimmy, how dare you? I mean, don't you know that Diego's a black belt? Yeah, but it doesn't matter. I, I'm I, I'm taking a second round submission. Ooh, suddenly a black belt doesn't matter. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that I know a lot true. of times you get a feeling about these things, and I think um, I think Gillespie's going to submit him. You're my way. little bird, and sometimes I like to ruffle, ruffle your little feathers, my <laughs> little bird. I'm sorry. Let's go now. Listen, this is a problem for me because I really like both these me girls, too. right? And I, let's listen. I used to fight. I know what it's like when somebody's picking against you or saying, oh, because it's like, what, really? I'm going to get my ass kicked? I don't want to even know you. That's how I get. Like a bad luck. No, I know. It might be immature. It might be a little immature, but I don't care. I don't want to know anybody that's picking against me. But fuck it. I got three kids. I got to make a pick. Listen, I'm having a hard time with this one, Jimmy. You go first. Uh, I like both fighters very much. Uh, now, uh, Angela Hill has the experience uh, Amanda is coming off of that. Uh, really, obviously, she was crying, very upsetting loss. Uh, I'm going to take um, Amanda Hebus. Uh, it is, it's not an easy decision. I'm going to take her by decision over Angela Hill. I have a hard time picking against Angela because I, I, I know. I, I, too. I, got, I love Angela. I got a very good. I got a good acquaintance because she she was on an ultimate. She was on a, looking for a fight with us, and she was very sweet. But I am a jujitsu man. It's like in my blood, Jimmy. It's in my blood, you know? Sure. I'm going to say, and it's hard for me to say this, but I want to say rear naked choke, Amanda Hibbez, third round. Yeah, I took decision, but yeah, it could, it could definitely be a submission. Yeah. yeah. Or it could be an upset because Angela Hill's fucking talented. Yeah. Yeah, great you know? hands. Give me a reason to. I, wait, you know, in a couple of weeks, I'm going to be with Dean Thomas in fucking Texas. So I'm going to talk to you guys about the show and if I'm going to do it or miss it or whatever, you know? Okay. And as soon as we're done, I'm going to watch that clip you told me about. What clip did I tell you about? Oh, with uh, Diego and the thing. Watch that. Please watch it. So fucking 
I mean, that poor guy. Uh, listen, I am so looking forward. Anything else you want to talk about? Nobody. I'm, I'm really good. Get yourself a Cameo. Go to Cameo.com. I'm not on the app, only the website. So go to Cameo.com slash Jim Norton if you'd like a Cameo. I might be on both the app and the website because I love to do those little shout outs, a little bright sing happy birthday. Oh, I get animated. Um, speaking of animated, myself and George St. Pierre are watching The Bad Batch on uh, Disney+. Plus. It's an animated Star Wars thing. I don't think anybody adult should watch it. It's very embarrassing. Yeah. But if you are into that kind of stuff, I want to take a little look at it. But uh, Jimmy, what else was I going to say? Oh, I had a fun. I already said this, but I know the episode just came out of myself on Champ and the Tramp with our very good friend Frankie Edgar right. and Roger Matthews. I had a blast on that thing. Towards the end, I might have been getting a little tipsy. Okay. But hey, we had a blast. So that thing went over three hours long. So if you want to hear some madness, besides this, this this could be your number one podcast. But go give uh, Champ and the Tramp a, a, a listen to, and you can hear me on the latest episode of that. Awesome. Jimmy, love you so much. Don't hey, don't just you don't no, just have no. to say it back, but I do. And I will uh I'm gonna be talking to you about it. I'll be we'll be texting during these fights. Yes, sir. My brother. Everybody, thank you for the support. Unfiltered Army, we love you. Right oh. Tell them you love them, Jimmy. Tell them you love I, them. I like the unfiltered army. Appreciate it. Mommy, there's like and then there's love. They yes. pay off fucking bills. Can you tell them that you love them? I like the uh, unfiltered army. <laughs> You're like a bad kid. No, you just won't say because I said it. I we love it. Listen, I'm going to speak for both of us. Thank you, everybody. We love you. All right. Goodbye. <laughs> when Jimmy had enough of me, he had enough. Bye, Bye. everyone. Goodbye. This episode is brought to you by Paycor, the HR and payroll software made for leaders. It's never been harder to recruit, hire, and engage workers. That's why HR leaders and frontline managers depend on Paycor for all things people management, from onboarding and performance reviews to compensation and benefits. Learn more at paycor.com slash leaders. That's P-A-Y-C-O-R dot com slash leaders. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.